0: Last week was an exciting week uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, On the plus side, this presidency might be exploding. Uh, On the minus side, (laughs) my appendix decided to explode. I mean, it didn't really. Um, And it's kind of a weird case. Like, I'm pretty sure that it was my blood pressure medication that tried to kill me. Um, Because one of the, so I have like, stage one hypertension. Oh no. Um, and, uh, so my doctor prescribed, uh, what is it? Listen, April and ACE inhibitor, uh, to me. And I started taking it on Tuesday morning. <laughs> and so I took one dose Tuesday morning and I just felt kind of tired toward the end of the day. I took another dose on, uh, Wednesday morning, and the thing about Wednesday morning is that I kind of shortly after I woke up, I started having like pretty bad abdominal pain. <laughs> but I was like, well, maybe this is cramps, maybe this is because uh, sometimes uterine cramps make everything around there kind of mad, and it's a whole thing. Uh, maybe it's a stomach bug maybe i need to stop eating the salads from mcdonald's (laughs) i don't know i thought it was any number of things um but it turns out that a rare side effect of ace inhibitors is angioedema specifically in my case intestinal angioedema so basically my uh blood vessels were leaking fluids into my intestines and my pelvis and that seems fine uh, Yeah, it's really not. It hurts a lot. And my, uh, my appendix really didn't like it. Um, And so, but I'm, you know, stupid. So I go to work.
1: (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) thought thought you were working at home.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I drove to work uh, with just occasionally having gripping pains in my abdomen. But you know, it was fine. I didn't crash my car or anything. I I didn't even come close to blacking out at that point. So I drive to work and I'm like trying to do work and occasionally just, you know, slightly doubled over with pain um, until we get to our stand up meeting at 1130 in the morning. And so I'm trying to stand up and I'm like, oh, this is really bad, actually. Like I thought I, would, I was at one point I was like leaning against the wall, which is made of glass because of course it is <laughs> to like not fall down or anything. And like so because uh, I don't want to pass out at work. It's it would be very dramatic. <laughs> uh, so after stand up, I kind of like throw my laptop in my bag and announce to my coworkers who were nearby that I'm going to go to urgent care now. And I kind of just like fled the building. Um and I get to urgent care and they make me like pee in a cup and stuff and I'm having pain and whatever. And, and they're like, you know, taking vital signs, whatever, check my blood pressure, which was normal. <laughs> um, it was fairly normal at that point. One thing I can, I must say for ACE inhibitors, it was very effective in lowering my blood pressure. <laughs> uh, but um, so the, but but the nurse practitioner comes in finally uh, in the urgent care room and like presses on all my quadrants. And when she presses on my lower right. It hurts real bad. Uh and even when she pressed on my lower left, it like hurt, but on the right side. Like mm. I've been mainly having like kind of midline pain, but but in in response to pressure, like it yeah. was yeah, down there. <laughs> it was definitely focal and she was like, "Yeah, you're going to need to go to the ER <laughs> to uh, to rule out appendicitis." So, so I drive myself to the ER, <laughs> which is like, I don't know, 20 minutes away or something. And uh, they, you know, put me in a room, and and so I'd been instant messaging Ruben, like my husband, <laughs> to be like, "So I'm on my urgent care, FYI. They're sending me to the ER." <laughs> and at that point, he started like canceling meetings and stuff. And he, um, he got to the ER not that long, maybe half an hour after I did, almost as soon as they had got me actually in a room. <laughs> and so I'm like on a bed, uh, kind of waiting around, basically, like because it was mostly just waiting around they like a a doctor was assigned to me they took forever for him to actually show his face eventually the nurses started a saline line in my in like kind of like about two inches below the elbow on my forearm (laughs) which is a weird place to get an IV but I have I have have problem veins and also I was like super duper dehydrated um like I was dying of thirst and I'd been drinking water like crazy all day but I'm pretty sure it was just all leaking out into my pelvis (laughs) yeah um yeah. Not doing me any good. So it was extra difficult. Uh, and I actually have a really heinous bruise from that. I, and the problem, so eventually the doctor comes in and at that point, like it's been hours. <laughs> Most of them granted at this point, cause I'm stupid and I didn't go right away, but um, they, I, I start to pass out a little cause I'm a fainter. And the thing about when you start when you pass out is it really tanks your blood pressure yeah. and they can't give you morphine until it comes back up again. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait another couple of hours before my blood pressure came back up enough that they could finally give me some blessed morphine. So I wasn't just like sitting. So it's still like hurt after that, but it wasn't quite so bad. Um, and eventually they did a CT scan and they were like, well, that looks all fucked up. <laughs> and uh and the surgeon determined uh based on incidentally uh they decided to do a ct scan without contrast because there was something going on with my kidneys at the time like one of the tests for that came back like wow that shit's fucked up too i assume because again i was severely dehydrated because all my fluids were leaking (laughs) into my pelvis uh instead of going to all the places they needed to go um I guess I'll probably need to get that retested just to make sure everything's actually okay with that. Because one of the reasons my doctor wanted to put me on blood pressure medication is high blood pressure, bad for your kidneys. But not like. <laughs> it was not so high that it would have destroyed my kidneys between February and now, which was when I last had a test and it was fine. So, yeah, the surgeon's like, yep, sure looks like appendicitis to me. And then eventually uh, they did the surgery. It was laparoscopic. Uh Hats off to my anesthesiologist. <laughs> I have absolutely no recollection of anything to do with the surgery. They they intubated me, but they got the tube out while I was still well under. Um, that's, apparently, that's the doctor talked to me at some point. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I really didn't want to wake up choking on a tube. Yeah. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounds real bad. Um, so that was my Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> they issued me uh, 10. 10. <laughs> percocets for my for my pain management literally 10 pills to be taken every four hours as needed for pain Um, two and a
1: half days or or, no that's a day or it's (laughs) nothing like a day and a half
0: ish (laughs) i mean i i didn't wake up like every four hours at night so i skipped like one or two doses because i was asleep by the way i can't sleep on my side which i normally do so that's kind of screwed up too Mm -hmm. Uh, because i snore more when i sleep on my back and generally get worse sleep so it's a whole like everything's horrible um then the day after on thursday i morning i emailed my doctor i'm not taking the ace inhibitors anymore uh due to the events of yesterday documented in my chart (laughs) culminating in the removal of my appendix so at that point she said (laughs) i've written you a a prescription for a different kind of drug and i'm like Okay, mm-hmm. so I uh, I started on that one yesterday. Um, so far, I haven't died or almost died, yeah. so that's been all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, your email was like very unbrand for you because it's like like you you had like the highest road you could have taken, but you decided you know that just sarcasm was fine. <laughs> And, like, veiled I mean, sarcasm I, that, like you don't even know is sarcasm, like if you're receiving it,
0: I wasn't not going to be a bitch about, yeah it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it was it was extraordinary. <laughs> and this is like a rare I, so I mean, and I'd done a ton of googling, like, as I was, you know, in dire pain, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um and, because it I had started that new drug literally the day before. So that seemed like a hell of a coincidence. And indeed, that is a rare side effect. Although when I was googling, like, there were a bunch of cases. I mean, this these were all anecdotes of women who had had, like, all kinds of pelvic surgeries to correct problems they didn't have when they could have just stopped taking their ACE inhibitors and probably been fine. Uh, one woman had her gallbladder out. Well, She had her appendix out, too, and it looked fine. Now, mine genuinely was pretty inflamed. Like, uh, apparently the doctor told my husband that he had had a little bit of trouble getting it out of the little laparoscopy holes because it was, like, pretty puffy because it was, you know. Yeah full of fluid that had been leaking out of my veins all day Uh, i kind of wonder like if i could have gone home and like just stopped taking the drug and if things would have gone back to normal but like it was really i just wanted that shit gone and to stop hurting and surgery seemed like the fastest way to get that result
1: yeah and i mean now that's one less thing you have to worry about in life in general is like do i still have the uh, time bomb of an appendix in in me (laughs)
0: Right. And I do not. And it was fine. It was actually like my my recovery hasn't been too terrible other than not being able to sleep on my side. Um and uh not being able to wear pants. So so I I own very few dresses. Um so so they've been getting like fancier and fancier as I've been running out of them. I I haven't yet had to resort to the flowery gown that I bought for a recent wedding or the the velvet <laughs> gown that I bought for a formal event a couple of years ago. But uh, <laughs> so today to, it's okay though, today I was able to wear a specific pair of leggings with a minimum of adjustment. <laughs> and so we were uh, in my works like, we we're like, gosh, I wonder what men do. <laughs> I have no idea. I guess they just like probably have their pants below. And I think a lot of men wear their pants like really low anyway like, below, kind of just above your pubic bone, um, below yeah, your the, your like the, your hip bones. Yeah,
1: where men consider their waist for pants is usually, like, below the gut.
0: Yeah, so that would probably be fine, but we did come to the conclusion that obviously it would be those, like, Japanese, like, bunny suit thingies <laughs> <laughs> for men, because, you know, men don't wear dresses. Yeah, so... Uh... It's not that I would necessarily tell everybody that ACE inhibitors are a terrible drug and they'll kill you. <laughs> Most people they probably won't kill, but like if you get excruciating bowel pain at some point after you, you know, well, almost immediately after you start taking them, uh you should definitely I'm so stupid I took a second dose when I already had pain because I didn't <laughs> like I didn't really know that that was a thing at that point, like because all my doctor told me was some people get a dry cough. And if that happens, we switch the drug. I'm like, okay, I'll pay attention and see if I cough more. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so that was fine. And, like, there was something on the, on the documentation that came with it from the pharmacy about, like, if your lips or throat swell up, you should probably go to the ER. I'm like, yeah, good call. <laughs> if I... If I start to suffocate, but and and that that would have been from the same thing like leaky veins, um, angioedema, swelling the tissues of your face or throat, or well, in my case, my guts.
1: Yeah, that seems fine.
0: Um, and it's funny, like, we're all (laughs) the uh, you know, we're in our mid 30s. Well, I'm in my late 30s now, and we're on blood pressure medication, and you're not even like that.
1: Yeah, and I. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how that conversation goes in a couple of weeks. Well,
0: I mean, wasn't your whole deal, like, pretty much situational high blood pressure?
1: Right. It's just that that situation seems to be often,
0: <laughs> Right. It's just, you know, 2019 is the situation, which is... Eh. Uh, in my case, it was kind of high, like, all the time. Very rarely did I pull anything close to normal in the last few months and so i was and you know my uncle oh i probably uh didn't mention on the podcast but a couple weeks ago um in fact the very wednesday before my wednesday of (laughs) doom uh my uncle had died of a heart attack at the age of 52 so when i went to the doctor on monday this was a pre-scheduled appointment for months and she was like yeah we're gonna start you on blood pressure medication i was more accepting of that than i might otherwise have been because it seemed like, well, okay, that's some troubling family history in the very recent past. Um, my uncle was a really cool guy, by the way. Um, he, uh, His his deal, he had a YouTube channel called Sci Strike, and he did, like, videos about non- flat-earth nonsense. Not, not, like, debunking flat-earth nonsense, not, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in favor of it. No, we, we, we yeah. mentioned him before on the show, too. So... <laughs> oh, did yeah. we? Cool. Yeah, so he used to do that, um, and it was pretty rad. Uh, and then he died all of a sudden, and I started blood pressure medications. <laughs> so I have my husband text my mom while we're in while we're in the ER because I kind of like didn't want to deal with. <laughs> I didn't want her to call me and like have to deal with talking her down because her her baby brother had just died literally a week to the day ago, and I wasn't really in any danger of dying probably uh, even if I had continued to ignore it like. I don't know. Would my appendix have ruptured and poisoned my bowels and led to death of uh, of sepsis? Eh, probably not. I don't know. Maybe, though. You don't ignore your appendix, unfortunately.
1: Again, it's just like, either way, you now have that time bomb that may or may not go (laughs) off, taken care of.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I'm on on a different uh, blood pressure medication. We'll see what, what this one does for or to me. It's a hell of a thing, though, like, and and I I definitely want to keep my kidney functioning, like, because kidneys are real good to have. I think she seemed more concerned about my kidneys. Well, I think her other specialty is gerontology. So, I don't know, maybe old people come in with fucked up kidneys from their high blood pressure in her experience, but she seemed really worried about it. So I'm like, okay.
1: Eh, Yeah, but, you know, that's the whole, like, oncologists look for cancer kind of thing. Yeah. So that is a little not questionable, but just eyebrow raisy, maybe?
0: Yeah. man Med- medicine is like it's a really hard uh problem to get like real good statistics because humans are such chaotic systems. Yeah. So I I don't actually know, like so was was taking that Acer inhibitor was that a good idea? Like I have some data in the no column. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the data in the yes columns a little bit fuzzier.
1: Yeah. So first of all, like we've only had blood pressure medication in Western medicine or at least Western pharmaceuticals since the 60s. Uh, so 60 years ago. So we don't actually have data on do you give it to someone in their 30s and they uh make it to their 90s instead of 60s because like we haven't had enough time to collect it mm. and there's also like the data we do have blood pressure medication whichever kind it is prevents you from having a stroke or heart attack right just now <laughs> uh <laughs> from the existing uh The buildup and other problems with the cardiovascular system. However, it does nothing to start repairing any of that. That all has to be achieved in other ways, regardless of what those other ways are. The point is that just like (laughs) widening your blood vessels doesn't like loosen the plaque and like shove it off. Because if it did that, like that would just cause a stroke. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: it's weird <laughs> that that's literally – so my doctor gives me this drug, and what the drug does is it relaxes your your blood vessels, which in my case caused them to leak fluids into my pelvis. Uh, but normally it just relaxes your blood vessels, and it's like, okay, well, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is definitely treating the symptom of I have high blood pressure, but, like, is the problem that – so it's an ACE inhibitor. Am I producing too much ACE, <laughs> whatever that is? Is that something my body makes? Like, why – Or is that just, like, a convenient target? Like, it is just a convenient target. I know the answer to that question. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of strange. Like, normally, you know, you come in for a cough, and you you might get cough syrup, even though most of it is hardly as effective as a placebo. Uh, But you also investigate, like, okay, what is causing this? is it your ACE inhibitor <laughs> um, or is it pneumonia? And if it's pneumonia, you treat the pneumonia. So I'm like, I mean, I, I guess I sort of know why I have high blood pressure. I'm kind of a heavy person and I'm a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm on the sedentary side. Although it's a bit, it's a little bit surprising um, that it's such a problem at my age. But then again, you add on 2019 and my mom smoked throughout pregnancy and my entire childhood and things probably aren't great for me.
1: Yeah, but you don't smoke. You're not a heavy drinker.
0: No, not even in winter when it's cold. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so I like to look up things. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: don't say. Yeah,
1: And if at such a young age that the risk sort of moves like by 2%, it sounds like the guaranteed side effects... Like, 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 even like before, like, considering, you know, like the the rare ones, but like, the guaranteed ones seem to be like something that like, should be really, really thought about, like, really hard. So like, who blood pressure medication is for is someone in their 70s, who is going to be sedentary, no matter what, and their diet is already exclusively prune juice. And, you know, like, and their reading is still uh, higher than it ought to be, even when you uh, normalize for, you know, any stress or whatever, you know, you put a all-day monitor on them and, you know, let them uh, watch uh, puppies uh, doing stuff. But um, them, like, yeah, no, you need to, they're the ones like, you, you know, medication is the only thing uh, left. But uh, <laughs> the non-medication routes are also like... Well, no shit, this is so high in America.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and exercise at least an hour a day. (laughs) And it's like, okay, even so I'm a relatively privileged person and I could probably spare the time. It's mostly a question of time to do all that. Like, because not only do you have to, like, go and buy your fresh fruits and vegetables, you have to prepare them in some fashion and then spend a bunch of time doing some kind of horrible cardio, all of which (laughs) is like torture. Some people, oh, you just have to find something you like. Okay, I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) All of it is bad. Actually, the only thing... (laughs) That I ever kind of liked was was riding horsies, but I don't have, you know, an extra 1200 bucks a month to indulge in that habit.
1: Oh, but like, if you did, like, you know where you could do that, like, pretty nearby? I
0: don't know. There are various stables in the Oh, area. I was just
1: curious if, like, it was something, like, you had already, like, looked into to get that figure or something.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> duh. Because <laughs> Nicole Cliff had a thread about horsies, and I like horsies, too, and I have since I was a little girl, and yeah, but that's never gonna happen um (laughs) because i just i don't know i just don't have horsey money at least not in the in the dmv which is what you call the district maryland and virginia um but yeah for for people who make less money and have less flexible schedules than me which is a substantial amount of people it's it becomes almost impossible like especially if you have kids and you have to deal with what they will and will will not eat like there there are these commercials that we see sometimes when we just like have the food network on and the gist of the commercial is basically fuck it give them Kraft mac and cheese yeah like the beginning of the commercial (laughs) is the child complaining about broccoli and the end of the commercial is the child smiling at a bowl of Kraft mac and cheese and it's like America fuck it mac and cheese and i understand that because like your primary thing as a parent is oh my god this child is going to starve himself to death yeah i don't know maybe it's like cats where they won't literally starve themselves to death but unlike cats there's there they have words and they verbalize a lot and there's child protective services which is already a problem uh potentially if you're lower income and certainly if you are not white
1: yeah like, like all of it, like you just get fucked for you know being even remotely lower cat lower class. Um, so uh, to reduce salt and sodium. Like okay, that's fine. Oh wait, you know everything <laughs> I eat, you know, uh, has some sort of preservatives in it. So you know it's just you know like half salt, <laughs> salt
0: on salt on salt. Yeah. everything. Like I I've been logging all my food in. Uh, uh, lose it and it it tabulates all of the sodium you eat. It'll stupidly show you how much sodium you've had in a month, which is a useless fucking metric. I mean it's like why do I need I was looking for the average, which I did eventually find in Health Kit um
1: or Health dot app. It's a monthly total like you've had like two whole salt licks. Right. It's <laughs> like, like a barrel yeah. of salt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because i i eat a, <laughs> i eat mostly restaurant food uh thanks to, to uber eats and doordash and and the like um because i can uh and i don't you know you're done with work and you want to just fucking sit and decompress for a while and the absolute last thing i want to do is make food yeah and some people would be like oh you just meal prep on the weekends and then you reheat food throughout the week which first of all Well, there goes my weekend, which sucks. Yeah. (laughs) And second of all, that I'm having reheated food every day, which sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I I think I need to just have servants. That
1: would do it. Uh, Because the one I probably need (laughs) to do the most here is the one labeled, uh, learn to cope with stress. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Sure, I'll go ahead and do that. I mean, there's therapy and whatever, and they can teach you strategies or so I've heard, but... Again, time, money, and inclination. And also, it's 2019.
1: You know, there's, there's a certain irresponsibility of, like, checking out of all of it, you know, like, by taking enough drugs or <laughs> substituting life with video games or whatever would help. <laughs> and that's also yeah. a uh, privileged position as well, because it's always privileged to be apolitical.
0: Right. Like my my stress levels as a white person are just automatically lower than every person of color because there's just a certain now I get a certain amount of shit for being a woman. But there's a whole nother batch of shit that I don't get because I'm white and just like the studies have shown that like that's a thing that. It's just like ambient stress yeah that applies to people of color and it affects their health in really bad ways. And what the fuck are they supposed to do about that? Make the police not shoot them on site for nothing. How can they do that? They would love to do that.
1: Yeah, but they get shot at uh, for that too.
0: Right. That's not really an achievable result yeah. for an individual person of color <laughs> like, they can reduce their assault, but, you know, if you if as you're driving down the road, you're afraid you're going to get stopped for a headlight violation for a turning signal or whatever, and then be shot dead. Like, that's just gonna that I feel like that'll raise your blood pressure a couple points.
1: Uh, like, one of the ways that uh, Americans also cope like self-medicate with stress is uh, <laughs> three and a half things which should practically <laughs> be illegal Uh, sugar but worse than sugar sugar substitutes being added to things like just because like you think like uh, trying to buy something without too much uh, salt in it is hard like try (laughs) to buy something that like doesn't have sugar or a sugar substitute in it and yes I am including savory things like (laughs) go look at like what's in Doritos like they are sweetened even if it is like Spicy flavor, you know. Like
0: Europeans try American ketchup, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so sweet!" A- American bread, ketchup, like
1: bread. <laughs> they can't handle oh, our yeah. bread. Our bread is
0: sugar. Yeah, which is fair, because I mean, especially like white bread out of the, you know, the sleeve uh, cellophane sleeve, <laughs> not cellophane, whatever, whatever that plastic is, is is the worst. I, of course, buy whole wheat bread, which also has plenty of sugar in it. <laughs>
1: Oh, but see, those are so slow sugars, and they write molasses on the label. It's totally different to your <laughs> endocrine system.
0: Or it'll be like cane juice or some shit.
1: Yeah, or uh, or, yeah. or, or beet sugar. That that's that's the new like uh. This is this is right. a good sugar. You know, it, it's not that you know high fructose corn syrup. You know that that's bad.
0: Beets are healthy. So when you make something taste like candy that shouldn't taste like candy with them, that's still yeah, healthy, right? Fine.
1: Yep. And, you know, it, it's a two-pronged conspiracy that, like, actually happened and is well documented, as well as, like, the uh, more Dr. Smoke camels kind of thing is oh, God. that, like, when the uh, food pyramid and all that bullshit was invented, fats were demonized uh, and sugar was declared, like, well, it's bad for your teeth, so brush your teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's bad for a bunch of stuff.
1: Yep, and on top of it, sugar is addicting, like, literally, like, that's a thing. So, like, yep. if you try to get off it, you'll find difficulty. <laughs> it, in addition to artificial sweeteners having all of the properties of sugar, uh, they are labeled zero calorie, like, for the same weird reason that, like, hard liquor is labeled zero calories, which is... Mmm... <laughs> <laughs> Because it's quote unquote indigestible, but like, if you've watched someone fill a car with moonshine and then run it, <laughs> there's probably some calories in alcohol. Um, yeah, it stands to reason. And similarly, if an artificial sweetener uh car- causes an endocrine response, and it causes your tongue to think sweet, like. I'm not sure that it's like zero calorie either because it's quote-unquote indigestible. Like, you know, it's allegedly passed, but not before uh, sending a bunch of signals to your brain. Uh, And one of those is that it blocks uh, prolactin, which is what makes you feel full after eating. Hmm. You know, yeah, there's, you know, bad data on whether... Uh, like aspartame specifically, is carcinogenic because it was given to rats by, you know, like the kilogram. Uh, um,
0: (laughs) Right. If you if you eat it by the kilogram, you too may die of cancer, but you'll you'll have lived a truly miserable life right up to that point anyway. Yeah. Uh,
1: But the, uh, you know, other effects are still kind of there and, you know, still sort of just, you know, swept under the nutritional rug. But anyway, that's like Like, the least bad of uh, the other things on here that people self-medicate with. Uh, The worst one, of course, is uh, nicotine. Right. Nicotine, of course, is technically harmless. It is as harmless as uh, caffeine is in that, like...
0: Well, it's a vasoconstrictor, ain't
1: it? I was just getting there. That, like... (laughs) Ah, sorry. (laughs) That, like, yeah, like, there's no, like, the practical dosage that will kill you is, like, on the aspartame level of, like... You know, eating a cube of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Like you said, it's a vasoconstrictor uh, while it's happening, like while it's doing its stuff in your brain. Uh, in addition, you know, to making you addicted to it, you know, which seems perfectly fine and legal for a thing to be. That can, you know, addict you after a single dose. That that should be on the market.
0: Mm, yeah, seems good.
1: Uh, and, of course, uh, the typical method of acquiring nicotine is inhaling it. And there is literally no safe way to inhale anything. Like, your lungs are not made for, like, stuff going in on purpose. Like, they're made for air. Like, that's what they can yeah, do. Yeah, they
0: super don't like other stuff.
1: You know, like, uh, even pot, which is, you know, completely safe for people over 25. Uh, the asterisk with that is, like, well, if you eat it and you don't do anything stupid while you're on it. But, right. you know, the, the standard uh, bong intake is, like, well, you're you're not supposed to be, like, Breathing in that much water vapor and other vapor and, you know, just soot in general, you know.
0: Your lungs don't like that.
1: You know, you don't breathe in a campfire.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't.
1: And people, you know, who work in coal mines have problems oh, with in- inhaling coal. And people yeah. who work, like, the the most dangerous job in, like, ye olde railroading is, like, the coal chute operator. Not, like, shoveling the coal in the locomotive, you know, like... Because when that gets burned, it goes out, you know, above you. It's, you know, it's loading it into every train that goes by day in, day out.
0: All right. You'll be in a cloud of coal dust every, you know, five minutes or whatever. Yeah.
1: A fun thing about getting nicotine from e-cigarettes and like, you know, like regular cigarettes are bad and like the the tar is going to give you cancer faster than anything else, which like, why is there tar in them? But anyway, the uh, explosions in... In uh, Chernobyl and uh, Fukushima, of course, weren't, you know, an A-bomb going off. Uh, What they were Mm -hmm. was when you boil water slowly with, like, fire from, like, coal or wood in your steam engine from two sentences ago, um, (laughs) it turns into water vapor, which is, like, still water. And if there's anything else in it, it sort of settles into the bottom and uh, gunks up your pipes and you also have to watch the buildup of that, you know, to prevent explosions. Right. But the point is, like, it's still water. Uh, When you superheat water or uh, heat it via an electrical arc uh, or a uh, completely no longer or no longer completely controlled uh, fission reaction, (laughs) it doesn't boil into steam. It boils into water. And hydrogen and oxygen. And uh, hydrogen and oxygen are a very flammable gas and uh, the only other ingredient you need for flame, which is oxygen. So uh, that is what caused um, both of those explosions because uh, the reactors were flooded um, uh, for one reason or another, uh, stupidly in the Chernobyl case and um, that whole tsunami thing in the Fukushima case. And the water atomized it split into its components. It built up and, you know, a spark found its way into it. And, you know, that made a completely mundane explosion. Um, although in the case of Chernobyl, because all oh, the things wrong with that, it, you know, it all it <laughs> like it was near it. It did spew fissile material <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> everywhere,
0: but that was incidental.
1: And graphite everywhere, which was like the telltale sign that that had happened and was ignored. And right.
0: Uh, <laughs> it wasn't ignored, it was denied. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's not if they did like the, the these are not the droids, this yeah. is not graphite <laughs> you're looking at.
1: Right. <laughs> or this is different graphite.
0: <laughs> right, it's from some it's roof tiles. Shh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, so that's what happens in, you know, a uh, an e-cigarette is that um, yeah, most of the water gets heated the slow way and makes steam, uh, but some of it turns into hydrogen and oxygen, and that also applies to everything else in the cartridge that you're inhaling. And a fun thing about nicotine—it's a—it's a pretty complex molecule, and when you break it apart, like uh, there, is, there are some pieces that are willing to fall off, you know, with just a little electrical arc, which you know, could happen accidentally because, you know, electricity doesn't follow your rules. It will arc sometimes mm. for what appears to be no damn reason. And I mean, like, this is literally like how lightning occurs. <laughs> <laughs> the piece that breaks off when that finds some tissue, it's like instant cancer. They There have been some studies on this with rats, uh, and there hasn't been like sufficient follow-up like to satisfy me or like it's all being done in a rush now
0: (laughs) well i mean it's still a fairly new product uh to the market they've only really e-cigarettes have only been a big thing for i think about a decade less than 10 years yeah Yeah. which is an
1: eternity in
0: (laughs) right in uh internet time but less so in you know academia
1: yeah and you know right now we're focusing on the fact that well you know since they're new and unregulated uh, you know, people are dying of random industrial contaminants, uh, mm. <laughs> which seems fine. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no nicotine. Like, <laughs> in like before, you're uh, just chasing the addiction. Like the first time, allegedly, just feels really good. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know just what's the way some people deal with their stress because uh, they can't afford therapy in terms of time or money or uh, getting. Uh, diagnosed and evaluated for any psychiatric drugs they uh, may or may not need uh so that's one thing and of course the other two are uh alcohol and caffeine which so alcohol isn't my friends alcohol isn't instantaneously addictive um but it is you know it is poison and it's just sort of a balancing <laughs> act of How much poison can my body recover from? And it's sort of like, you know, uh, driving the steam engine versus uh, uh, loading it with coal. Like, you can handle some coal dust. You know, if you've got a decent (laughs) vacation plan, uh, your roots are windy, you know. like (laughs) Right. uh, You can, you know, recover from that and, you know, uh, die of prostate cancer at uh, 85 instead of, uh, you know, black lung at like, I don't know, 42. But yeah, you know, so alcohol is just... And of course, uh, alcohol, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, you can spend like $40 and kill yourself with it fairly easily. Like, like it is poison, you know, if you can get it down. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's not super great that it's available. It's like hugely widely available. And especially there's increasingly um, there's a lot of pushback because a lot of tech events and uh, game industry events sort of revolve around alcohol in a really kind of toxic way, yeah. not just the toxicity of the alcohol <laughs> itself, but the behaviors that it disinhibits, um, specifically problematic behaviors towards women and people of color and anybody who's not a white dude, and even some people who are white dudes. Uh, so it's, it's pretty screwed up like how pervasive alcohol is. Yeah. But you'll pry my Coke Zero from my cold dead hands. I'm not giving up my caffeine. I realize it's bad. I know that I'm probably self-medicating stuff. Like, in fact, one of one of my uh, internet friends um, posted on Twitter, like, I think it's a year or two, so it's probably three or four years ago, <laughs> about um, if you find yourself drinking a shit ton of coffee, you should probably consider getting real uh, pharmaceuticals because they're way less hard on your body and they're more effective.
1: Yep. Uh, and, and I will add, you know, on this that, Every time that I need my stimulants up, uh, I attempt to bridge the gap with caffeine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I am doing right now. And, like, I recognize that how horrible it is and that it's technically counterproductive. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, addictions are fun, right? Yep. Uh, So, yeah, you know, everyone's just, you know, self-medicating because, like, the real way is, like, to cope with stress, like, can't be done because like you know what the best way to cope with stress would be uh is having a good work life commute balance uh <laughs> which is just not a choice in this country yeah
0: like some people do mine is honestly not that bad my i don't hate my job i like my coworkers my commute when i have to go to the office which isn't you know every day is is like 20 minutes which isn't horrible the dress the the drive is not that stressful And it's fine. But like, again, I'm in a pretty privileged position with that. And a lot of people even in this area, like there are people who live way the hell out in Leesburg because that's all they can afford or Burke or Annandale. Like they live 40 miles away from D.C. and they commute into the city and they drive, which seems like the most miserable thing in the world. But when you look at at traffic patterns, obviously a lot of people are driving, especially uh, on that that one bridge. (laughs) Between uh Virginia and Maryland. Uh a lot of people are just going back and forth between Virginia and Maryland all the time. It seems miserable.
1: Yeah. And creeping along in standstill traffic is like you like when you plan for it, you expect it, you're used to it. You know your commute is forty minutes of sitting, you know, completely still, like
0: Still horrible. It, still stressful. It, it's still hard
1: on you and chances are you're uh medicating with hopefully not alcohol but uh one of the other things on the list you know you're uh 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 downing you know a uh, mcdonald's hash brown which uh by the way has <laughs> sugar in it.
0: Uh, <laughs> not that remarkable
1: you think of it as probably a salt bomb but you don't think of it as a sugar bomb it's also a dairy bomb i can't have them anymore Oh wow! Yeah, like nice. Yeah, no, there's there's no McDonald's breakfast item that like I can actually like have, which is a great tragedy. Um, you know I have to wait for the uh, nuggets and fries, which is. And you might also be drinking a huge hunk in McDonald's
0: if you order an iced coffee at McDonald's. You do not get a cup with coffee. Well, you do get a cup with coffee and ice, but it also has a bunch of full fat milk and a whole bunch of what they call liquid sugar. <laughs> which i assume is simple syrup which is actually concentrated sugar uh and it it is delicious (laughs) one time (laughs) the one time i got one not knowing that that's what they were going to give me like i drank that whole thing and it was delicious but uh it's pretty it's pretty remarkable that that's the default yeah (laughs) and they'll sell it to you in a virtual bucket
1: i i remember uh uh, my wife got some drink from Dunkin' Donuts that was like legitimately like mm-hmm. eight, like legitimately 800 calories like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty easy it's like well you know it, it's heavy cream ice and like um uh we we poured it through a uh, empty coffee maker so it had a tinge of coffee tape
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts also has like bottled versions of that that you can buy in airports when you're desperate and nothing's open yet they also taste delicious. Yes. <laughs> it's a
1: very small bottle for 400 calories. Yeah, I've even uh, chasing Starbucks with that. <laughs> also, a, you know, a hilarious amount of caffeine. Like, I don't think you should take like uh, 300 milligrams yeah. over like the course of seven ounces. <laughs> it is pretty
0: surprising, <laughs> but it was damn effective because I had these horrible flights at like, you know, six in the morning, which means you have to get to the airport at four, which is fucking miserable. And also a little late. Yeah, but it turns and we got there like a little bit before four, and it turns out the Delta employees don't even show up until after four. Anyway, so there was just a line of people, miserable, miserable, tired people, (laughs) waiting for the counters to even open. I mean, everything about how we live is pretty optimized
1: to stress us out maximally. Yeah, and everything else is like apparently optimized to just kill us
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's real bad yeah like (laughs) shit's bad
1: (laughs) y'all no 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 surprise uh our conclusion here is that capitalism (laughs) is uh uh you know not just killing the planet but killing you specifically like
0: right it's fucked up the way that we have to live and work and even, and there's this whole thing too, like, even, so people have hobbies. That seems like a cool, healthy thing. Well, no, nowadays you're supposed to, you know, monetize your hobbies. Yeah, right. You have to be productive. There's this whole like productivity thing. Now, I don't have that at all. I don't give a shit about being productive. Like when I'm, when I'm at work, I'll do my work. I'll get my work done. <laughs> if there's extra work that I have time for, I'll do that too. But I'm not going to like... I know people who just like are constantly anxious. Anxiety is real bad for you too, Uh, that they're not being sufficiently productive. And it's like, they're not, no one is paying you anywhere near enough to worry that much about productivity. Nobody could. (laughs) It is not possible to compensate for that degree of anxiety. And it just, it sucks that so many people feel that way that fall into that trap.
1: Yeah, Uh, a former coworker I had, uh... Her husband had, uh, it's a little reductive, but it's also like what worked. She would come home and late and like resume working. And like his like response was just like, do you own the place?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And often the people doing that are people who aren't making a ton of money to begin with. So it's extra you know felonious on the part of their
1: employers right but you you know it's your anxiety telling you that um you have to uh not say no to any work assigned to you and you have to uh do it all or you know like it, it's like last week we discussed like the idea of like not handing in an essay it's like otherwise you know like you'll you'll, you'll just burst into flames like how how how, how how could you not hand in work by a deadline
0: yeah. <laughs> Although even so, so it's definitely that that is the case of an employer taking advantage of an employee's anxiety. Uh, that's still at least, no, way more than half on the on <laughs> the fault of the employer, who needs to not assign that person so much fucking work. Like, I realize, you know, the, you know, everything is like what the market will bear where the market is your sanity, and health and, you know, life. <laughs> but uh it's not right yeah and you shouldn't treat people that way and it's not good for anyone in the long run i can
1: think of nothing more destructive than uh what you just said which is uh what the market will bear (laughs) right because that's really the root of all of it
0: like that's like until the bridge falls down, like you don't yeah. want to get up to that point. You don't want to get anywhere near that point ever. But that's how we, you know, that's how we do everything now. It's like how how expensive can a house be before literally no one can buy it? Like how how far away can somebody live from their job before they literally can't make it? Like and we're we're constantly uh, pushing those boundaries in the worst possible way. So we all need to, like, unionize and shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And and so, like, this episode is a big downer, but... <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we, we have a silly one on uh, UFOs coming up, so... Okay. Yeah, that's something yeah. For, for people to look
0: forward yeah. to.